10 News Conference continues with Charles. Chas Kalenda, Republican candidate for Attorney General. Chas, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me, Gene. You know, off the bat at the top of the show, we had you complaining about the executive orders that Governor McKee just renewed. What's the beef with that? He says, well, we have to, to keep the federal money coming in. You say what? Gene, when I looked at the legislation last year when the General Assembly finally terminated those executive orders, that was one of the ones that was terminated. So I'm not sure where he's renewing his state of emergency. There was no new one declared. There was the one declared resulting in the face masks in school. But I, I don't know what he's re-upping. Re I know he wants the federal money. I can understand that, but at some point that's going to run out. Right, but he says I have to do it to get the federal money. That's so a, is he on sound legal ground? I don't think that's an emergency to get federal legal money at this point. And given the state of what it was originally issued yeah. for uh, under a COVID-19 emergency. All right. So so if you win in November, you prevail. You'll be in January. Hey, this thing could keep going on. He can certainly like it renew is. for the next three months. You would say, no, no, not anymore. What well, would you at do? least have a conversation with him and tell him, like, you know, we need to have a legal discussion about your authority to continue going, you know, going down this route. Right. Let's say in this kind of neighborhood, what's what's your view on the firing people? or getting tough with people who didn't want to get vaccinated. That happened here. Yeah, I thought that was a real problem. You know, I think everybody should have the right to do what they need to do with their own body. Okay. And everybody made that choice. And the people who made that choice or were forced to make a choice, they, a lot of them lost their jobs, their livelihoods, and they were, they were forced out of things that they, that they should never have been forced out of. Right. I would never have defended that as the, if I was the attorney general these last four years because I don't think that was in, in conformity with our state law or our constitution. Were you vaxxed and boosted? I was. Yeah. I was vaxxed. Right. You think that's an issue? Is that an appropriate question to ask? Were you vaxxed and boosted? No, I, I don't. Not that I take yeah. any offense to it. But well, it's in the, in the context yeah. of politics and you're opining on it. I think it's sure. a fair question. Oh, but yeah. in life in general. No, I, I don't think it's any, anyone's business. Just like I don't think it's anyone's business about what, what medical procedures you might be having. Right. I mean, these are the decisions that I made for myself and my family, just like everybody else should be making for themselves and their family. I don't like to ask people who they voted for. That's kind of sacrosanct. But I think it is fair to say, well, what kind of Republican are you? Are you uh, closer to Trump? Or are you closer to Charlie Baker in Massachusetts. Where are you? I, I'm, I'm probably somewhere in the middle there, uh, as far as my personal views. Right. But, you know, I, I, again, I'm going to have a Republican, uh, the R next to my name when it comes down to this, but I'm not going to run an office like that. The Attorney General is the Chief Law Enforcement Officer, and I'm not going to run to be the Republican Attorney General. I'm going to run to be the Attorney General for all Rhode Islanders, whether you voted for me or not. I also don't think it's anybody's business uh, to release their tax returns, but it's become a political issue. What do you feel if somebody said to you, will you show us your tax returns? I showed You're a politician, you're in the you're in the public. You would do that? I showed him. Uh, the Providence Journal asked me for my tax returns. And I released them. Right. Did, were you comfortable in doing that? No, I wasn't. Okay. I don't think it's really anybody's business unless you've got a major problem that maybe the IRS is investigating you. Yeah. You've been accused of some sort of fraud. I mean, maybe that's a legitimate issue, but you know, mine are pretty basic. Uh, I don't know what they were looking for in there. All right. Let's move to the truck tolls. Uh, the governor says we're going to appeal it, and the attorney general's office is going to lead the charge. You would say what? Now, if you prevailed and you get in, would you say, I'm not appealing this? I absolutely, unequivocally will not support a governor and appeal in that case. That case, they hired an uh, outside legal firm to help the attorney general uh, defend that matter, which was blatantly unconstitutional under the Commerce Clause. If you read that decision, you saw the, the disparate impact, the disp uh, discriminatory impact that it had on out-of-state commercial trucking. Uh, there's, I don't see any rig, wiggle room for a success. You're going to work. You're going to throw a ton of money, and it ultimately will ultimately probably be a very unsuccessful appeal. They need to find other ways. There's a lot of waste in state government. In the, in the, as far as money is concerned, they can make up that 40 million dollars in other ways. I'm not going to throw another seven million dollars at legal fees for a futile appeal. 
Good lawyers can disagree, and apparently, I guess, I guess some lawyers have told the DOT and the Attorney General and others, other agencies have advised the governor to go ahead. Uh, do you see any wiggle room here? Do you see any chance of them prevailing against what appears to be kind of a clear-cut decision by Judge Smith? It was a very strong decision, and I, I don't see a whole lot of wiggle room. I, I know, obviously, I can never yeah. predict what a court of appeals is going to do, but I, you know, I don't see a whole lot of wiggle room. And I would just say, you know, this was—you made a—they made a decision. You know, at this point, I think we have more important things that people are worried about to move on to. You'd pull the plug on that. I would as the attorney, or at least I would tell the governor, I'm not going to be part of that appeal. Right. I once asked Attorney General Peter Nerona, who's your opponent, would he go after CVS and the opioid crisis, or is that the home team we're not going to touch? What would you do? If there's a violation of state law, if it's something that we, that's harming Rhode Islanders, of course I would, I would make sure that they're held accountable. You have to have the evidence, and you have to have the rule of law on your side. You can't be doing these as a political stunt mm -hmm. or anything that's, uh, that's going to just simply score political points. So I'm gonna, if I'm going to go after a company like CVS, I'm going to make sure I have a strong case to go after them with. Well, Attorney General Rona pretty much echoed that. He said, I'll go after whomever uh, I think violates the law. CVS is losing in jurisdictions across the country. but. Different laws apply in different states. That's the nuisance true. law may not may not work here. All right, with regard to Attorney General Peter Narone, listen, he's a tough candidate. He's a law and order man, was the U.S. attorney. I don't hear a lot of beefing or a lot of complaining about how he's doing his job. Are you hearing otherwise? Absolutely. You know, and it's honestly, Gene, I've been very surprised at the amount of complaining. It's really the lack of responsiveness that, from, that, he, that the people have gotten from his office. People have looked to his office for help for various reasons, ranging from the criminal side to the civil side to the consumer side, and they just get the brush off. They're calling it brush off condescension and you know somebody else will call you back and they never hear back uh, just for example you have um, recently there was a case out of Newport where a police officer was accused of assaulting a young man who now has criminal charges against him as a result of that Mr. Narona put that case into the grand jury, which had no business going to a grand jury. That's not a capital offense. Uh, and they didn't charge him. We'll never know what evidence was presented or didn't, wasn't presented. And now he can't talk about it because he has to hide behind the secrecy of the grand jury rules. And I think there's going to be, a, there were a lot of people upset by that. And it continues a long pattern. He did the same thing with, um, with the Wyatt Detention Center when he first took office. Mm -hmm. When you had the protests and the truckers going through there, put it to the grand jury. For what reason? I don't know. You don't need to do that. Right. And I think both sides were really upset by that decision because he came out and said, listen, I can't talk about it. Are there any other cases you'd go after him on with the Speaker Mattiello case, you recall that, and the, and, uh, the, uh, the political operative who was put on trial but cleared in the end? Yeah, he was cleared in the end. Not only was he cleared, it wasn't just a case that the state couldn't meet their burden. The judge mm -hmm. who wrote the decision in that case, acquitting him, chastised the Attorney General's office for even bringing the case. He said there was no crime here, even under the laws that they charged him in. So they, he criticized them harshly, and when he was asked, I think it was by Eugene, uh, you know, would you do it again? He, Peter doubled down and he said, yeah, mm -hmm. of course I'd do it again. Uh, Attorney General Narona was, is the initial investigation into the ILO affair regarding the governor. It's a cloud that's hanging over his head sure. going into the November election, election. Your view on that. The FBI is investigating whether or not the governor is the target. We don't know, but mm -hmm. the FBI is out there investigating. Everyone knows that. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I think the governor's entitled to due process just like anybody else who's accused of any sort of wrongdoing. So, you know, I understand that there's not going to be a lot of talk from official channels about what's going on in there, because if they're still doing an investigation, they don't want to compromise that investigation. Uh, I think the governor should be a little bit more transparent about what 
what's he's you know what status it's as far as his concern mm -hmm. as what he knows about going on there obviously he may have some legal concerns in doing that but um, you know I, I can understand why the Attorney General and the US Attorney may not be speaking a whole lot more on that right now why do you want to get in this game just finally 30 seconds it's a nasty game it is a nasty game and I never thought I'd do it but I've been very disappointed by Peter's uh, uh, you know his performance in that office I know him when he was the US Attorney different guy completely I think he, he's turned into a very partisan advocate as opposed to our law enforcement office and I'm here to do be a check and balance on the areas of government that just don't have one right now but we'll have the Attorney General in the balance of what you've just said about it but in the meantime good luck you are the Republican candidate for Attorney General thank you Gene